0: Roll for initiative and hope that you don't roll a one because the community rewatching one-on-one crew is back and we only accept the best and most skilled Dungeons and Dragons players at our table. Hi, I'm Justin. With me is Heather and perhaps even Al, who's our thief. He's so sneaky. We don't even know if he's in the room.
1: I have a natural dexterity
0: of three. <laughs> <They're-> <laughs> well, you talked, so now you've already given away it's your revealed, position. Revealed, yes. Yeah. So, okay. What, what are 16. our what are our classes? What are our race and classes here?
2: Um. Well, I'm going to be a tiefling bard. I
0: have to be a tiefling bard. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be a dwarf cleric. Nice. I think that'll be as close to my actual height and uh, profession right
1: there. <laughs> 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 I was I was always I felt like maybe I'd make a pretty good druid.
2: Hmm, I can see that. What kind of druid? You are a tree hugger. Yeah, okay.
1: The kind of druid that turns into a bear. I think that's what I want.
2: Nice moon circle druid, circle of the moon druid. <laughs> that's
1: exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I, I was one at
2: one time. That's the only reason I know. I don't know that much about D and D class.
0: Uh, well, that's that was my next question. Like, how how into D and D were we ever at our ending points in our lives?
2: Oh, oh, I, I mean, I'm happy to talk about that, but I, no, I'm not that knowledgeable. That I know that much about every class i just have been it before
1: <laughs> I'm soft, sophomore year of <laughs> high school we i was all about D. we had a group we did a thing uh-huh. um i got much bigger into the world of darkness because it was the 90s and we all had to be edgy
2: oh yeah so yeah
1: i played a ton of werewolf the apocalypse
2: no vampire the masquerade
1: no we were they, they weren't manly enough for us
2: oh no, we
1: Yeah, no, we we needed to be werewolves.
0: I see, I see. You all stopped shaving and you just really got into the role. (laughs) Yeah, stopped shaving. Yeah, that's what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I wish I was your friend back then, Al, because I would have loved to hung with people and actually did pen and paper role-playing. I, I never could find people to do it. So I always had like source books. I would read them. I would envision being able to play these games. But the closest I got and, and to this date where all my d d experience comes from is the Jeremy Irons movie, which is the best movie of all time, of course. <laughs> and um, and all the d d games, I mean, video games, there's tons of them out there. And i played quite a few over the years, you know, Neverwinter, uh, the other Neverwinter, Dungeons and Dragons Online. Um, there's yeah, I the Beholder. Baldur's Gate. There's Baldur's Gate. Yeah, Baldur's mm-hmm, Gate 2. Classic. Yeah. Absolutely. So so hopefully hopefully you listening today will be able to decipher some of the AD and D lingo that we're going to be throwing your way or you know rolling. Your way i don't know uh because that's that's the theme of today's show as we look at communities season two episode 14 Advanced dungeons and dragons and it is a seminal episode also controversial mm-hmm. let's get the controversy out of the way and then we'll get heather going with summary <laughs> so what's the controversy of this episode uh there really wasn't one until a couple years ago and a couple of years ago, it seemed like all of the streaming platforms everywhere decided pretty much at the same time to review everything that they had, and suddenly start censoring stuff, uh, yanking things, or adding disclaimers, or kind of going—what uh, at least I feel I'm going to speak for myself here—really uh, off the deep end in terms of being a little oversensitive about like everything. And uh, part of this whole wave of censorship. Kind of hit weirdly enough, community and this season when Netflix yanked this particular episode for allegedly showing blackface, and that was uh, due to Chang dressing himself up as a drow in a couple scenes here. And um, yeah, I, I actually because of this whole thing, and I knew we were going to talk about this this week. I went back and I read a lot of forum posts and Reddit posts and people just discussing was this you know was this actually offensive was it intended to be offensive was just kind of like what's the joke that these games are sometimes inherently like offensive and maybe you know like a little bit racist and maybe uh you know some of these uh racist fantasy races are kind of reflecting real world prejudice and perhaps that's you know something we shouldn't be doing i don't know but anyways that's um It's a hard episode to find because of that. If you're looking on streaming, you might not see this one at all. And you have to go find it elsewhere, uh, DVDs, or just buy it outright. Um, But what what do you guys think? I just want to kind of clear the air of this controversy before we talk about the episode. Because it feels like something that just might hang over it otherwise.
2: I don't agree with with it being censored, with it just being completely taken down. In fact, I was thinking while I was watching it, which we can get more into later, but like the short while that we have Chang there dressed as a drow, it seems to me nothing compared to like how awful Pierce is towards fat Neil being fat. Like the amount of really disturbing jokes he makes about Neil's weight. Plus, Pierce is constantly saying very offensive things, especially still, like, using the term gay to mean bad. Like, I know it's part of his character, and I get it, it was a part of its times, but they don't censor that stuff, yet they censor this entire episode because of Chang. It's, it's never been something I've agreed with, and I don't often find people who are on the side of completely blocking this episode.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I decided a long time ago, just you know, a, as a white straight guy, if somebody who is not one of those things tells me they're offended by something, I believe them. But I don't find it to, I don't necessarily find it to be offensive, and I, I'm I'm sad that it's gone. My re, my recollection, and I did not do any research before we sat down to record tonight, but my recollection is nobody actually complained about this episode. They took it down like preemptively. Do you guys remember? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, because yeah, I mean, when yeah. the
0: episode came out, it was, this wasn't a thing. It wasn't a controversy. It just kind of got swept up in the this whole like purging, I guess. That mm-hmm. Netflix and other s- streaming services. I mean, <laughs> Disney had to like put put captions at the beginning of like half of its catalog to apologize for everything. <laughs> and my, my wife got so tired of that. We were like, just we're just gonna unsubscribe from Disney Plus. We're tired. <laughs> Like, you know, things are offensive and some things are like, yeah, there's judgment calls to be made. Sometimes things are beyond the pale and just maybe shouldn't be rebroadcast or shouldn't be reshown. shown But um, some things are offensive and you're just going to air them anyways. You're just going to put it out there and let us as viewers decide whether or not it's worth consuming. Because, mm-hmm. you know, who starts, who makes the judgment calls on those and where does it stop? And it just... That kind of drives me a little bit nuts. And it I think it especially drives me nuts just in terms of this episode because it's such an important episode for a number of reasons. For the story arc of the season, um, for how great it is, and also because it really is dealing with a very sensitive subject that has nothing to do with race. Really, it's more about being bullied and um, also suicide. And and depression, and these are real things. And the fact that this is the lens through which community tackles that, this is kind of like their very special episode. And for people to just yank that just infuriates me. Yeah, yeah,
1: it 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 bums me out. I mean, I I see both sides of it because I do think you know this is this becomes a blackface issue because the show specifically calls out like, "Shang, you're a blackface." You know, they they do they bring it up themselves. Mm -hmm. So if they excised that joke. I think it is very easy to, um, you know, to, to have glossed right over this, and, and at least it would never enter my mind, but again, I'm a white straight guy, so I don't see those things in the same way that people of color would, so, you know, I, I I do get it, and it's not like it's a documentary, we had to tell this joke, because otherwise we wouldn't be airing the truth, you know, that's not the case, this is a joke they decided to tell, and that face isn't cool, it's never cool, but... For all the reasons you just said Justin, it really does bum me out this was my first episode of community i know it was for a lot of people oh was sure it I went to yes it was yeah i oh wow i mm-hmm. tracked this down because i heard that there was a dungeons and dragons episode that just involved them sitting around the table playing dungeons and dragons and i said i gotta check this out this looks this sounds fantastic and i didn't again knowing nothing i assumed Pat neil was like a part of the crew or something and honestly as a person of size it was actually really kind of refreshing to see somebody on TV
0: who looked a little closer to me. Than Isn't everybody a person of here. size? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, 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 yeah. no.
1: But that's but you know, but it does it like you. It makes me very sad because it is. Um, it's such a good episode. It's, there's so much going on, and there is actual important stuff. It's a you know, there's a lot going on, and it sucks that it's gone just for you know for for that joke. But I understand why someone might get offended. I'm just not sure that anybody did.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to leave our tavern here and we're also going to leave the controversy behind. It's it's there. You let us know on Twitter, you know, what you think if you really want to weigh in on this subject, but we're going to move on and we're going to hear our quest as given by our DM here, Heather. Filling up in two roles here today. So Well, now it makes it really
2: in- awkward that the first two lines of my intro were Joking, poking fun at the Chang thing. So now, now we're like leaving it behind. Okay, (laughs) I'll I'll read it in its entirety. Gather close that you might hearken a tale of Chang, whose skin was darkened. Just Mm -hmm. kidding. That has no bearing on our story. Ours is one of goblins and glory. All right, I'm not doing that the whole time. So lucky you guys. Anyway, we got a kid at school who's been dubbed Fat Neil. Noticing his downward emotional spiral, Jeff and Annie get the study group together for a session of D&D, one of Neil's favorite pastimes. Except that when I said the study group, I forgot to mention Pierce. He was not invited to this fellowship, which causes him to darken the campaign with pure chaos of his petty wrath. And then, just as we all thought Jeff was being selfless for once, Pierce unveils a deep secret that threatens the balance between good and evil. Did Jeff fail his deception check? Can we please get a copy of Troy's notes? Are you going to find the answer to any of these questions? Of course you are, and we're coming with you.
0: Here we go. Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, people. It's It's advanced. uh, It's advanced, so you know it's good. (laughs) (laughs) I do like that line at the Edward Spears says, I've won, and it was (laughs) advanced. Advanced (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody back way back when we knew very little about what Dungeons & Dragons was and we heard the word advanced it made it sound like it was so much of a greater thing. Oh, yeah. I never knew what it was advanced from because I was never really aware of the original. I I had the original Dungeons & Dragons,
1: not the first edition, but I had the regular Dungeons & Dragons. And then when I found other people who played, they all played advanced and I was heartbroken because everybody was playing something that was better than the thing that I knew that I kn- knew and understood.
0: But man kids okay. these days with their 5th edition they don't know what THACO is all about. You know, if you if your THACO isn't isn't the right number, man. Is it better to be in the negatives or in the positives? Do you know? You no, know, you don't. You're playing 5th edition. Thaco you're playing is the one wacko. that actually makes sense. Wacko. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I almost want to spend an entire episode just dissecting the opening part of this episode.
2: Oh, it's so good.
0: So good. It's so good. They have to cram like an entire episode's worth of development into these first few minutes. Mm-hmm. And so they do it with, you know, they do the the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring style introduction with the the Galadriel style voice. Yeah. Uh, and and <laughs> kind of giving us this the setup here the setup that kind of moves us past a whole lot of narrative you know narrative and development and gets us to the actual game which is is the important part of the episode here so i like the old speech we get um the story of fat neil they said coming and he comes out of the shadows the way they introduce (laughs) him and then they had the women the girls uh mocking him They say fatty fat fat Whatever it is, uh, man, that that hit, that hit mm-hmm. um, and then we see and, and this whole thing we see uh, Neil's geek life like he, he invested his life into geek products, which of course, by all the writers of this episode, you know, they're just writing, of course, from theory, not from personal experience, I'm sure.
2: Not yes. at all. One of the things we see dropping in the opening is definitely not a comic book written by Dan Harmon, along with <laughs> one of his other friends. Was Scud? Scud, yeah. yeah. Scud's in there.
0: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's Advanced Dun- Dungeons and Dragons falling. There's Scud, Watchmen, Uncharted for some reason. Uh, I think I saw a Doctor Who... Right, and um, I and didn't Kick Puncher it. Miami.
2: <laughs> I missed Kick Puncher Miami. I had to rewind it a few
0: <laughs> times to get that one because it's right when the screen like fades into oh, something else. Oh, I see. that's great. But I'm like, that, that's oh, it's another Kick Puncher. We have a whole series here. I would love to see that. <laughs> and then they they got the Tolkien style map too. That's kind of fun to look over. That.
2: Yes,
0: tracing his life from evil high school. Uh, across a decent Chinese place to Greendale Community College, which is of course a castle. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, I, I think we've met Fat Neil before, or at least heard his name mentioned. I think we called that out on a previous episode. Yeah, I think he shows yeah. up in, in Betty White's class at one okay. point. Oh. So we've heard of this person. We never really spent a lot of time with him, uh, but now we we find out that he, he went to commu- Greendale. And gets named Fat Neil in the hallway, and finds out that that just takes over everybody, including his. Te- I mean, man, when his teacher calls him Fat Neil, that was oh, that
2: hurt. <laughs>
0: yeah, the name became a joke, and the joke became his life. I kind of want that on a shirt. It's a really depressing, but it's still a really good line. <laughs> yeah. So um, so yeah, he gets called out in class and we see at the back of the class there's Jeff, also known as Jeff the Liar, son of William the Barely Known. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was setting up more daddy issues there. <laughs> but Jeff notices and I just want to pause here. I, I know that this is in a secondary way, maybe a tertiary way, a bit of a Jeff episode that we're kind of dealing with his character and Something I mean we we'll call it out now. Like he he's the one who coined the name Fat Neil. He just mm-hmm. came out of his mouth, saw him next to I guess other Neil, right? And you know <laughs> gave gave he's gave skinny. him that name. Yeah,
2: he's bald. He no
0: skinny.
2: <laughs> you could have called. He's him also black. <laughs> I don't
0: I don't, <laughs> I don't see the world through that. I don't see the world.
2: I don't see the world through that lens. <laughs>
0: come back to neil's face
2: yeah Yeah, i know he's just like really man
0: (laughs) that was good like that was probably one of the funniest neil lines (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't let jeff off the hook there Uh, but but i like i mean now that now that you know that when you look back at this opening part and you see that jeff clocks that neil is upset and i think that shows us two things one that he realized that this nickname he gave him stuck and he maybe feels really bad about it, you know, but he also sees that Neil is struggling. And that for Jeff, that's not really his typical character. He's very much an in, he's into himself. He's a super narcissist man. And, uh, you know, I think he knew he did something bad. And so he's kind of maybe watching from afar what's going on with with Neil. And that's kind of what I got a little bit out of that. Mm-hmm. But I like that. It doesn't. This isn't one of the typical uh, community episodes where Jeff has to be dragged kicking and screaming into doing the right thing. By the end, he he starts trying to do the right thing at the beginning. Yeah, I mean it's it's in reaction to him doing something bad, but um, it's not prompted by Annie being his conscience. It's just prompted by his conscience.
1: Yeah, it's, it's also a little bit of character growth because we know, although he is super into himself, he's also very good at reading people and seeing. When he wants to mm. see people, he can. But instead of using it to be deceptive, he's using it to try and help somebody that he hurt. And that might be the first time he has ever, ever done that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So go and, Jeff.
2: And Annie yeah. does, uh, I one thing I wanted to point out earlier, when we were talking about how this episode deals with mental health issues, is Annie also recognized it. And the intro, yes. claw uh, the intro, makes that clear that Annie has struggled and therefore notices and can tell the signs of when someone else is about to like if they're almost at the breaking point or however they put it. And I thought that was really nice to include in there too.
1: Yeah, that's a nice hat tip to her character. Mm-hmm. I think that it very easily could have just been that Jeff corrals the gang into this idea. But uh Yeah, she would notice something like that. So even yeah. if it's not an Annie episode. I'm glad that they mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I, think a lo- I think
2: I feel like this episode, every character gets something really good.
0: Yeah, and I think that's yeah. because they really keep them in one. It's a kind of a bottle episode, right? Yeah.
2: So yeah there's it not is, a lot of it?
0: moving around, so it's more of a character focus. Just a lot of sound design. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of sound design. So going back to this opening, there are a few more things I wanted to at least point out. One, there's a poster, and I don't know what exactly it's supposed to be about, but it's a girl hugging a tree, and it said, but what underneath. <laughs> and it's Wait, Where is that? It's in the library when Neil's giving Jeff all the books, and behind him it's a poster of a girl hugging a tree. It says, But, comma, what ev's W-H-A-T-E-V-V-S two V's, At- man and i the the small print was too small but i would give my eye teeth to be able to read that because it would have <laughs> been pretty interesting i think it's really really good that this whole intro is dancing around like the, the actual the stakes of the episode and doesn't outright come and say it but clearly gets the point across like it doesn't have to they nobody really has to take that extra step like what when, when i was complaining about the drug episode where the dean had to come out and actually tell the audience the mm-hmm. obvious joke here nobody says like oh boy neil's so depressed he's going to kill himself i think that was right. wonderfully yeah. shown by he just gives jeff all his D books and then mm-hmm. walks away and you're like Oh, you know, like that was the most important thing to him. And he just gave it all up. And so like right away, you know, you know, the stakes are high for this game. And that's that's good. That's like, you know, like, so we're on board with that. But at the same time, here they come. The lineup, Annie, the day planner, Troy, the obtuse, (laughs) Shirley, the cloying, Abed, the undiagnosable, and Britta, the needlessly defiant. (laughs) I identify
2: with that so much. I was like, man,
1: maybe Britta's going to be my favorite character after all. She's your spirit animal.
2: Yeah, she's my spirit animal.
1: So she's she's calling um, Julian Assange in a modern-day Thomas Paine. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't age well.
0: Troy's Tro- smile in that introduction when they call him Troy. Yes. He looks so creepy. Mm-hmm. So creepy.
2: And Well, it made me think of his video, This is America. Where he like gives a really creepy, weird. I don't know if you guys watched that music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it it really made me. I got a glimpse of him in that music video. Then I was like, oh, he was working on that for a while, I guess.
0: (laughs) Donald Glover recently attended an event and he was wearing like a a weird suit, like a a pantsuit outfit. And somebody's like, did he just wander off of Community's Valentine's Day episode? Yeah, like you know, maybe he did. I mean, he's he's the kind of guy who would just own that sort of oh, thing yeah. and go with it. Yeah, I mean, at this point in his career, he's in the stratosphere as an artist, so he can get away with doing kind of mm-hmm. whatever he wants. Yeah. So yeah, by the end of this intro, we know the stakes. We've got this guy who's super depressed, and um, you know, he's been bullied and harassed, and he feels like life isn't worth living. And we've got the the fact that the the Greendale Seven are coming together to play a game of D&D with him in the hopes of lifting up his spirits and boosting his self-esteem. And it would forever change the balance, we're told, between good and Pierce. <laughs> and then, then we get a new uh, intro here. A new music intro. Yes. Different so music, different... Good. Li- what do you call the little paper thing?
1: Oh, a
0: Something different. We called it a fortune teller. I've heard people call it cootie catchers. <laughs> A fortune teller is at worst too, so we get a bit of a different one for this. So
1: we, we should also mention that Chang is there. He gets he's joining in because nobody realized he was there. The yeah, high,
0: <laughs> the high five. Yeah, the, everybody put their hands in, and he's just there. <laughs> uh, so yeah. After after the intro, we're pretty much start with the game, and the game is the entire episode. And yet, it's. I was thinking about this this morning that. How hard it would be to write an entire d and d game and shove it into twenty minutes or less, yeah, I mean eighteen minutes maybe at this point that's that's a lot. I mean, d and d it's fun to watch people play really funny d and d games, but these things are hours and hours and hours, and this is like you know, super condensed. so they they do a good job with the pacing, I think, yeah, they do. We start off, everybody's got, they're all sitting around and everybody's grinning at Neil, like really intensely grinning at him. And it's, uh, that's kind of funny.
1: Yeah. It turns out they're all terrible actors. All they have to do is pretend like <laughs> they're excited to play D and D and nobody can quite do it. <laughs> they've clearly done No research whatsoever.
0: <laughs> well, outside of, outside of Abed and, and Neil, nobody even knows what D and D is and they don't.
1: I wanted
2: to ask, has Abed, have we ever heard that Abed plays D&D before? Or is this his first time playing it and being a DM?
0: We've not been told, but I mean, he's kind of a nerd. So pretty much, it's not Leap, I don't think. Mm -hmm. It
1: also wouldn't shock me if he just took all the source books and read them all. (laughs) Yeah. He just knows how to
0: do this now. And making him the DM, that's perfect. Yes, it is Perfect. That's that's a really good role. In fact, this may be one of my favorite Abed episodes, period. He he gets so many good lines and so much great acting. Yeah, and Chang shows up and he just, Chang has gone way overboard in his, I mean, I'm, I'm just also thinking about how much it took him to prep his look. So maybe Chang, because Chang knows what a Drow is, mm-hmm. Chang might be a and d person too. I mean, remember back when they did the paintball episode and he was like i'm the kind of nerd who's got all his own gear you know
1: mm. maybe
0: he's like that with D D. he's got maybe. a different outfit
1: for every day now here's the question though is he somebody who's played D, or is he somebody who bought all those source books and just read them and thought to himself how nice it would be to have friends that could play with him
2: <laughs> i don't know i al i can't imagine anybody being that pathetic
0: I I love his line here. He says, "I'm an elf, not a nerd." (laughs) That's another great T-shirt I've got to own at some point. Yeah. So, uh, so for every everybody who's actually played D anD D, especially if you've ever DM'd one, you can identify with the next moment, which is Abed presenting carefully prepared sheets, character sheets, to everybody, and asking them to look them over. Closely, and everybody just snatches a random one. Yeah,
2: as he's saying, they each have different characteristics and skills. Snatch. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just
0: see him dying inside yeah. a little bit. In uh, fact, I love that he's given them horrible names. Just uh, we have Mar. <laughs> and if you actually look on the screen, you can see through the piece of paper that he's actually wrote Mar with like eight R's. <laughs> He's like, I'm not really good about making up names, but who are the other characters? We have Lavernica, Hector the Well-Endowed. Of course. Um, uh, Bing Bong the Archer. Bing
1: Bong, oh yeah. Bing bong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> And uh, surely it's a dwarf named Zabity-Doo.
2: <laughs> Zabity-Doo.
0: <laughs> this Chang is like was Brutalocalypse or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Troy introduces himself. I'm Bing Bong the Archer. I'm an Archer and such.
2: I, <laughs> I when Britta reads off all of her items and equipment on her character sheet, <laughs> I just went, "Oh no! I think I might have done that a little to a little bit, not not to that extent." But the very very first time I ever played a tabletop RPG, I kind of did a similar thing, right? Yeah, where I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And how much I was supposed to describe, so I described everything, and uh, yeah, that's it. It feels a lot like it's very unpa- painful to rewatch, <laughs> for to do that basically.
0: Come on, the, I think it was genius that Annie grabs the character sheet for Hector, the well endowed, and, <laughs> and Abba says, "I made that one for Troy in mind," and Shirley's reading up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah,
2: I bet you did. Oh my gosh.
0: Why do we not love Shirley more? Because that know. was that was so. <laughs>
2: awesome. She like she gets so many good r- line reads here. Like she just nails several. Several of my favorite
0: lines are from her. So who who was who was mentioning Al? Was it you that was mentioning all the sound effects? Yeah,
2: me. Yeah, I think the, it was Al.
0: And do you want to speak to all the the way that the episode uses sound sound effects here? <gasps>
1: Well, I I think it's just, it's so clever because lots of shows do, they they use the same conceit of the gang is all playing a game and they go and just sort of do like Star Trek on the holodeck or like maybe 80s Doctor Who, borrowing whatever the, the costumes are the next studio over. And so they all walk around in like frocks with, you know, bad swords and things like that. And this, they didn't do that. Instead... They just let the actors act, and they're able to throw in battle sounds and dramatic music and just let let you experience the story in your mind the same way you do when you actually play a role-playing game. Mm-hmm.
2: I agree. It's genius. Like, it's, what, it is. It, it just snaps you right into it as soon as you hear that sound effect of an arrow whooshing past your head, and then it just snaps, yeah. and you're in there as the audience, just like they
0: are. In the game, because it's it's imagination, right? Mm-hmm. True. I think Abed does does it a little dirty where he says we don't have a board. You know, it's all in your imagination. I'm like, um, I'm sorry, many D and D. You know, they do have boards, but that's okay. Like, I get why the episode wants us to to really just focus on it's in their minds and then using the sound effects to back.
2: Like you up. know, there'd be people paying attention to the table and where everything was placed and trying to figure yeah. out like. <laughs> Yeah, then the was camera also... would have to focus. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get it too. But yeah, even even though most of my games these days <clears throat> are played fully online, especially because of COVID happening, I've never been invited. Mm. Okay. Oh, okay. hey, no, I mentioned it one time. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'll stop mentioning these games. But yeah, fully online. Um, we still have like roll twenty and stuff where we still have. Visual aids and handouts and maps and stuff. Am I nerding too well, my, much? I'll sorry. I'll nerd less. No, oh,
1: well, I mean my I understanding understand. is that
2: Justin. I thought you. Uh, I think yes, stop. Oh, but no! I thought you were too busy to play.
0: I do a podcast about a TV show <laughs> that's been off the air for almost a decade. No. I'm not that busy. No. Uh i'm sorry al what were you gonna say
2: can you go back uh, to harassing me no about the movie, movie reviews i feelings. haven't written i like that better yeah
0: no I, I
1: thought it was also very clever that they do the um they give abed all the dice to just say i'm gonna roll all the dice and tell you what happens and yes because that is a big piece of especially really crunchy role playing games like <laughs> yeah. D&D, They're just rolling lots of dice and adding and subtracting modifiers and mm-hmm. it's a lot of math it's a lot of dress-up math and uh yeah, and so instead, he's just going to roll a die and tell you exactly what it is. And, and yeah, just, the
0: streamlining needed to happen. It's after. super clever. Yes. Yeah, I
1: really like that. And actually, in high school, one of our DMs did do that. That he would roll all the dice and just tell us what happened.
2: Yeah, I've played I, games like that before. I mean, it was a different system than D&D, but that's a perfect thing to do for a very beginning group of people that's never played the game before. That's great a great way
0: to do that, even in real life. I think my favorite sound effect, though, is when... The goblin dies later, and there's like this eagle screech that yeah.
1: happens.
2: <laughs> oh, the
0: gnome. The gnome!
2: His spirit Tile. has flown. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it makes no, no sense, but it also makes all the sense at mm-hmm. the same time, and I love it. And this, this whole episode is just like masterful quote after masterful quote. So many good quotes. Uh, Troy earnestly saying, I attack them using my... Additional notes. <laughs> <laughs> He's so proud of it, too. So proud of it. <laughs> or uh, or when um, Jeff's asking too many questions and Abed just goes, you're sho- you're slowing things down, surely? <laughs> he just throws Jeff under the bus.
2: And I, I, I mean, it kind of makes or, me uh, want him as a DM, honestly. I'm like, oh, I've got some games we could have used you in. Cutting people off.
0: Well, maybe we can do a CR 101 D&D episode someday. Hell yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd be so down for that.
0: Would you guys listen to it? Let us know. Um, Yeah, (laughs) Britta, of course, wants to know why the goblins are attacking them. That maybe all these woods are their rightful land and troy's like you're the at&t of people (laughs) (laughs) probably not an insult that's really aged that well because i don't know if at&t was even that well known back then but
2: um. yeah i mean it was but i don't i don't know why it was i don't know why it was funny or relevant either it's just bland
0: i don't know (laughs) i like jeff's line so what am i not good at and britta's like right there sex and I
1: would also like to point out that at that moment, this is the moment where my two and a half year old poked up her head and went, Sex! Oh, no! Yep, and then, brought, then put her head back down to her mini doll
0: and continued feeding her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so thanks, Dan Harmon. Yeah. I, and speaking of great Britta I lines, lo- I love this when she, and this is a great like for, for, for cursor of Brita becoming a psychiatrist is when she goes, Neil, What would we have done if you didn't exist? (laughs) Jeff's like, dial it back, Lavernica. (laughs) Uh, So it's a fun opening. Everybody's having a good time. And then Pierce, dun, 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 shows up. And this is fun. Like, obviously, if if Pierce hadn't shown up, Abed had a whole storyline in mind. It was going to take... By the way, I'm sorry, Al, is this a real module? I do not know.
1: I mean, they they have that very professional-looking book laid out in front of them that makes me feel like it is, but I don't know. Okay. Do, Heather, do you have any
2: idea? I've never heard of it, but okay. that, I mean, it could be so old.
0: Guess we could have done our research, but ah. <laughs> that's okay. Thomas! It's Thomas's fault. He's not here today, so we'll just blame
2: him. I, I just googled it, and the first thing that comes up is drive rpg.com which is where you can download a lot of uh things like this
0: but i wonder if just somebody made it because of the episode. it
2: says this adventure is a work of parody based on caverns of draconis featured in season 2 episode 14 so I, i'm thinking like i'm not coming up with anything legit so <laughs> i think it is just completely made up for this for this episode
0: that's fine yeah i probably have to get it out of i mean they got they got D like hasbro or wizards of the coast had to approve this, but I'm sure you know they don't want them to trash a real module. Yeah. So, P- anyways, Pierce shows up and kind of throws everything off the rails. He demands to be put in the game, which he is as a naked old man. <laughs> poor guy. Um, and Neil shows pity on him, gives him his cloak, and in return, Pierce steals his sword. Pierce is, by the way. Really upset about that. I guess we should have started out by saying Pierce is very, very upset. He was excluded uh, that the whole group decided not to even give him the option to come or to try to explain why they were doing this. Just that it was probably not a good thing to invite him to.
2: Can we talk about the fact that Shirley physically shivers when Pierce enters the room in that scene?
0: I missed that. No, I didn't see
2: that. You got to go back and look at that. The room actually gets colder and she shivers in the room and then they turn over and Pierce (laughs) is standing there glaring at them from the doorway.
0: He's so mad. He's so
1: angry. I'm shocked at this point that they wouldn't be able to go like, well, Pierce, we just thought you were way too cool to want to do something like
2: that. Yeah, Yeah, easy out, easy out, because he would have said, oh, yeah, yeah, well, I am. And then they could have worked could have from there. Or maybe, you know,
0: did this whole game in Abed's dorm room or anywhere but. Anywhere but the library mm.
2: where the person that they didn't invite is going to come looking for them? If,
0: like, come on. I mean, Pierce lives at that school. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he's mad. He wants in the game The uh, Abed, poor Abed, he's just kind of sort of rolling with it. Uh, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. But um, he's not happy about it but he goes with it i, I you know op is a trooper uh pierce is just rude like he just he's he's against the group he has no idea that they're all supposed to be ganging up together to go on a quest he immediately starts trying to to fight people he then decapitates chang with uh neil's sword right he slices his yeah. head off
2: and the sad and- music
0: all oh, sad music surely <laughs> crosses herself because she's catholic now or something i don't I know um, it looks funny <laughs> the sad music when he walks yeah. out there it just disappears it turn Fings turn <laughs> turn in your character sheet and leave. <laughs> yeah so pierce actually gets to run away with neil's sword because he has this that cloak gave him super running speed or whatever it is, and Neil now has lost a sword that took him 10 years and 50 campaigns to get. Just drink that in, those of you World of Warcraft players that cry that you don't get your gear on the seventh run of your trade, you know? <laughs> 10 years and 50 campaigns. Oh my goodness.
1: And again, clever story move, because you very much get the sense as if they were sticking to the text of the Cavern of Draconis that this was probably going to end up being kind of lame and everybody really trying to play it up that Neil's a big hero. And this actually gets
0: everybody emotionally invested. Yeah. It it wouldn't have been authentic. This, this, this up the stakes too, right? Mm -hmm. Because now we know we got, you know, and Jeff and Pierce have it out because Jeff's like, you're, you're ruining my plan. This is this kid severely depressed and, Pierce is not having that. He's he's wounded. And we've seen Pierce in the past, maybe not quite this vehement. But when Pierce is excluded, he's nasty, he's mean, he's angry, and he holds no punches. He's petty. He's very petty. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, I don't like being excluded, Jeff. Do you? And Jeff's like, yes. <laughs> 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 Which in the middle of a fight to get a laugh, is that's good writing, right? There. Yeah. Like, yeah so now we have a proper villain so the villain of this episode is not really the dragon it's now pierce who's mm-hmm. run off with neil's sword the group decides that the only way that they can catch up with him is to get a pegasus so they're on a pegasus hunt and they walk and they walk and they describe their walking and they describe- Confirmation
2: <laughs> of walking
0: <laughs> roll for walking <laughs> that made yeah. me giggle really hard yeah, that was good. that's good. Pretty realistic. Uh, and then they they come upon some gnomes who are, of course, beleaguered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Brita, why are they beleaguered? Uh, everybody, <laughs> third time that episode, everybody just <laughs> Brita, Brita, you're the worst.
1: And I don't know about you guys, but I got flashes of harry potter and the the house elves who are oh yeah 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 happy
0: to serve yeah. the the wizards and the humans and the <laughs> whatever they're, they're lower creatures and it's fine yeah that whole that whole side plot with hermione doing the house elf liberation front and then it just kind of petered out because re- both readers outside of the book and people inside the book just couldn't care <laughs> yeah yeah they so, never yes. quite never never quite squared that circle by the end of the story mm-hmm. No. Uh, but we find out that Britta's character Lavernica is the only one who can speak Gnome. Or as Jeff says, this will be painless. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. And then we get what I consider, and I'm only half joking here, an Emmy worthy performance by Abed, by Daniel Pudi, as the gnome. His transformation into the gnome is awesome. Yeah. Like he hunches over, he does this weird thing with his eyes, and then he comes up with this little voice, and it's oh.
2: I'm like, forget the so, Matt Mercer effect. Let's have the Awad effect. I need him as my
1: DM for sure. You, for someone who doesn't seem to have done it before, he's a he's a great DM. Mm-hmm. He's a, he he can roll with it. He can improvise. He gets into character. He makes other people play you know, play up their character. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: He's good at this.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, Brit is, Brit is really engaging with him as, as the gnome and holding his hand even twice. Twice this episode, she holds his hand. <laughs> I like that. Uh, meanwhile, over in the hallway, Pierce gets Garrett to bring him all these d d source books. For a candy bar, for a single candy bar, and just throws it out in the hallway. <laughs> Pierce is not really being nice to overweight people in this episode. No. We should just Yeah, not a great showing for Garrett in general this episode. <laughs> yeah, poor Garrett. Why would you give up all your D&D source books for a single candy no bar, mind. man? Uh, but meanwhile, we get uh, <laughs> Abed... Demanding that Jeff flirt with the elf maiden. <laughs> that is a beautiful interchange. Mm-hmm. Because we've had, we've had Britta like get into character. I mean, Britta, Britta got into character. Jeff, no. He's like barely wanting to do this. <laughs> and Abbot saying, You're very handsome, you know. And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> 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 Je- Jeff just, it, it just hit his like threshold for, what very limited role play he could do and he just he just can't he just can't not with abed at least um but fortunately we have a savior we have one who is up to the task of wooing the maiden and i think the first time i saw this sh- episode my mouth just dropped open <laughs> when this happened because it's annie hector the well-endowed comes in to woo the maiden and this whole scene, I, I think I cry every time, just <laughs> laughing so hard. You'll How do you describe
1: impression. it? What? You get the impression Annie's the, a girl who writes a lot of fanfic, spends a lot of time on AO3. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: For somebody who is kind of sexually repressed, she seems to know a bit about writing...
2: She may have read so a, lot a lot of, of romance too, novels.
0: Smooshy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> So the, so the the dialogue cuts out, the music swells up, and we just get a lot of hand gestures and people's reactions, <laughs> which makes it, like, way funnier than anything you could have ever heard. And
2: Troy taking notes. Taking notes. <laughs> Happy. And Strips he doesn't break hair. eye contact. No. He
0: just flips the paper and starts writing down.
2: The spanking. The Annie miming the <laughs> spanking. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> And Abed putting his hands together and, yep. and sighs <laughs> happily afterwards. <laughs> Everybody there is just traumatized and/or very happy at the end of all of that, mm. and it's uh, educated. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a scene, people. It's a <laughs> scene. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, and then Abed goes to get Pierce. Pierce has upgraded his closet. Now he's on a throne. He's made a thrown out of boxes, cones. He has a light coming down his head. And then he's also swirling a, a glass of wine. I'm like, uh, wh- how busy has Pierce been in the last five minutes that he got all that done? But it's uh, it's impressive. I
2: mean, to be fair, I he's probably keeping some wine in his locker anyway.
0: Yeah, probably. Right? Ah. <laughs> uh, so he gives he gives Abed some instructions, and as the game goes on, the group they land their Pegasi in a field and they find a body, but it's not Pierce, it's the gnome. And Britta's reaction to that, she is genuinely upset. Like on the verge of tears, upset, and the gnome dies. And his last words were, just so you know, my name was Kyle. <laughs> And Britta ah! just loses it, and she just Smile. like just sob, <laughs> and they hold hands once more, and it's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Jeff Jeff's just. He's trying so hard because he wants this game to succeed, but if it was any other situation, you know he'd be out. Of
1: oh, 100%. Like, 100%. Yeah. Can
0: cannot stand how dumb this all
1: is. He, he would be <laughs> off in the corner making the same jokes that got him in trouble with in this, in, this in the first place. Yeah,
0: yeah probably. Very likely. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, things get even worse because now Pierce has control over Draconis, the red dragon. He has massive amounts of spells and power at his disposal, and can even stop time. Uh, this sends Annie into fits of uncontrollable crying. Uh, so everybody, everybody's being really emotional in this episode. This is this is all over mm-hmm. the place. In fact, probably the least emotional person at that table is Neil. Yeah. Yeah, He's there, but he's not nearly getting into it as much as these people are. <laughs> I like at this moment of crisis, you know, time, stop! And then uh, Troy's like, this is why I wanted to play shoots and Ladders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that came up in conversation before, I don't know. Maybe. So yeah, I guess we could talk a little bit about Pierce... Pierce being the bully, Pierce being the antagonist—I mean, just outright the antagonist here—chooses to make Neil super fast.
2: fast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the way he reads that. It is. Chevy Chase so is evil. really good in this episode. I think. He really
0: is. Yeah. It's it's hard to make a villain that you want to hate and you want to see lose because so many villains are just they're boilerplate but yeah his his anger here he doesn't just want to win the game he wants to make neil suffer Mm -hmm. because neil took his friends away from him and was you know i don't know he sees uh, neil's the object of his ire and there that's just we've seen this in the past he just will go all out on that he does not care about you know there's no empathy no compassion just Let's make his his character as fat as possible. And hopefully we can make him blubber and start crying. And then when, and when Jeff starts to object, Pierce throws down yet another bomb. And we we saw this earlier in the season, right? When he got really upset about the kettle corn and the decision to, you know, Chang versus, I'm blanking on, Rich. Oh, Rich yeah, Rich. Rich being in the group. Uh, Pierce instantly right. goes to the... Wow. You know, throw down the card of, of huge revelation that's going to wound somebody. Uh, then it was that Shirley slept with Chang, and now it's that Jeff was the one that coined the phrase Fat Neil. And I think we get this really good little scene here between Jeff and Neil, where Neil's hurt. He's definitely really hurt over this, and we they, they do have kind of a funny interchange. But Jeff is genuinely trying to apologize, and... Uh, gets this opportunity to apologize to him directly. And, yeah, I think I think he does kind of weasel a little bit, like he tries to give an excuse about why he did it, but he still does apologize. I, w- I would accept that if if it was me.
2: Yeah, because he, he does seem to genuinely feel bad about it. And, yeah. and, you know, you don't get the feeling like he is planning to do that again or that he would. I mean, but he might because
0: it's Jeff, but like... He does seem sincere. Nobody ever calls him Fat Neil again, right?
1: I wouldn't know. Um, no, I'm pretty sure that that name
0: persists. But okay, we're going to track that. We will have a the board. Yeah, a challenge, a quest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, it's, just, it's
1: such a wonderful again, just a, a tightening of uh, uh, the like a, like a turn of the screw in the episode because again they they made they gave it stakes, but at the end of the day, they're still running around after an imaginary sword. (laughs) And, you know, just in case you forgot, they just make Pierce like he's not just being evil. He's just being a jerk. You know, it's it's not, it's not even he's an evil mastermind or whatever. He's just being a jerk.
0: Don't screw with me. Invite me to your crap. He says, Yeah. yeah, like he, he doesn't understand being part of a group, being part of a family, you know, doesn't mean you get automatic invitations if you're rude to people but he feels like he's entitled and that's uh I, I think you know the if there's a weakness to this episode i think it's right here i get it but i don't think the episode really sells that why neil suddenly has a mental flip why he suddenly is okay i think i and i think what the episode's trying to trying to show is that pierce is so angry and so bitter and and he has a lot of issues that and neil goes okay man in comparison my life is not that bad yeah and these people actually care but i don't know like whatever that helps neil get over this this hump of depression it happens but i don't know if the episode really clearly stays stakes it out other than neil sees pierce in a way that pierce doesn't really see him and says you know pierce you're the one i pity you're the one who's got the problems
2: well shirley does and, say neil's gonna be fine pierce i i'm yeah feel sorry for you or you know and the way she says it too is just oh that cuts
1: yeah yeah i don't know i, I think you're yeah, right the episode doesn't do a good job of explaining exactly what happens but i do like the idea that you know, when Pierce gets hurt, his instinct, according to this episode, is to find somebody else to beat on and then to build himself a throne. Those are the two things he does when mm-hmm. his feelings get hurt. And Neil just had the same thing happen to him. And the thing that stops him from sinking even lower is seeing somebody else who is in more pain than he is and recognizing that pain. And I think that's just, I don't know, there's something really cool about that. Mm-hmm. I really like the way they do it, but I do wish they were a little more... I don't want them to, you know, hammer it, but yeah, they could have been a little more clear.
0: But Neil is a very, he's a very noble guy in this game. Like he gives Pierce his cloak at the beginning. he he He's obviously been role-playing a very noble, upright, heroic character for a long time that he kind of envisions himself as. And here now he gets to actually be the hero and realize that, you know his sword doesn't matter as much as just pitying this guy. I like this in, talk about subtlety. I like when he says he's talking he's like I pity you, Pierce. Britta's smile here, like it's a very subtle smile, but it's contrast that to earlier in the episode when she was just patronizing Neil, mm-hmm. and now she's just like, yeah, like yeah, you know, you're right. Like she's proud of him. Yeah, and it's it's a very authentic little. Facial gesture from Jillian Jacobs that I liked. I agree. So, so yeah, Shirley Shirley does that. You know, we're done. We're done doing that. He's gonna be fine. You Pierce, I worry about.
2: Yeah, you.
0: that's a mom thing, right? Very. <laughs> uh, Pierce Pierce makes a mistake. He unfreezes time. So Neil then, knowing the game, uh, throws his sword at the amulet. They have to roll a nineteen or better like an 18 or better or 19 or better one of those 18 yeah, or better he 18 rolls a 19 better. he rolls a 19 mm-hmm. smashes it the dragon eats pierce i like Pierce's like oh no <laughs> you know like yeah and then uh and then there's a little nice little denouement where everybody like leaves but then neil comes back and congratulates pierce and says that was the best game i've ever played and kind of you know would you like to play again next week and that's mm-hmm. that's another sign of neil's character right yeah you know like he's not upset at this guy he's like yeah you were, maybe you were kind of role-playing that you're working out some issues i don't know i don't want to read too much into that but but
1: but but i do like because pierce kind of says yes i don't know if he follows through but at the moment he kind of does realize like this was a lot of fun Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and that kind of gives you a little bit of hope that pierce will pull out of this villainous arc he's been on this Mm -hmm. season Hmm. and i would have loved i kind of would have loved to see that like if this was the low point for pierce and he would have gotten a little bit better i think i would have been okay with that um yeah, but that's, anyways
1: yeah. i would love to have seen in the spoiler for either they don't do oh, this no. but i would love to have seen them you know revisit this in eight or ten episodes and mention how pierce has been spending his weekends hanging out with neil <laughs> you know, just that he has been outside, outside, off camera playing D anD. d That would make me, that would make my heart happy. Uh, but they don't do that.
0: I love the little joke that the the female narrator that we've been hearing the whole episode <laughs> turns out to be the custodian.
2: Mm-hmm. I like that too. It's
0: just, it's just sweet. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>
1: is she we, somebody that we know by any chance I rec—I feel like I recognize her voice the actress yeah but I don't know who she is not
0: by I don't know if the context. actual actor was the same voice like if they were just oh that's true she was just lip syncing with I guess again we could have done research <laughs> 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 we're gonna but give the research to our it. listeners you guys go figure
2: let it out let us know what in the comments lazy. down below yeah <laughs>
0: Well, the closing credits are the only part of the episode that have nothing to do with the D D. It's Troy and Abed once again coming in and they're arguing about what it's better to have giant ears or a tail. And and it's a different study group. They don't realize that until they're halfway into the room. I like that tail is much better. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you
2: tail is better.
1: Me? But it'd be hard to buy pants
2: Yeah, I'm I'm all I'm, I'm all, all on team man. ears here
0: Oh man, no You'd have something yeah. extra to hold onto Stuff You'd... So many chairs you could sit in Which easily have a hole in the back That's not a problem
1: Yeah, I do work from home, I don't really need pants Yeah hmm. Is it a prehensile tail?
0: No, no, we're talking like fully Functional monkey tail Going on here like you can grab things hang upside down by your tail i mean how disturbing would that be you know your family wakes up and you're hanging from a fan just like hey what's up guys all right well there you go there's advanced dungeons and dragons not yeah not the only time we'll be seeing D D in the series but it's going to be a while before we ever see it again uh, there we go we're gonna have to have our report card thomas is not here to give it this week but the rest of us will so al why don't you kick us off give us your final thoughts and your rating hey the highest A I i
1: can give it i love this episode so much it was my first episode it's the thing that made me go back and check out the show and it still holds up every single time i watch it it's funny everyone's got stuff to do it's a clever story and, um, and it's got a real like an arc to it as well. It, it, there's no silly subplots. There's nothing but nothing but goodness here. I love this episode. A-A-A. Heather.
2: The episode rolled a nat twenty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um Also, it, she was waiting
0: to break down. I one mean, out. I've been
2: waiting. <laughs> I've been just waiting. When am I gonna get it? Um, also it says my name in the episode and I'm not sure how often that happens throughout the series, but, uh, none of you mentioned it and it makes me sad. Where they, where they, where Abed is describing the stable and he says, my stable has a bedding of Heather. Of Heather. Yeah. When he's talking about where they could go with Hector to, to do the things that Hector and in
1: my defense I was distracted
0: by that. <laughs> Very understandable, but you know I was reading my kids um the third Narnia book tonight, Voyager of the Dawn Treader. Mm-hmm. And tonight they were they were on the island where they found they were in Heather and they picked up a bunch of Heather and dipped it into the pool where it became gold.
2: Aww. And
0: the kids were like, What's Heather? I'm like, Oh, somebody you're never gonna meet because she never invites you to DNA.
2: No! Spa. But she's she's a pretty Ouch. cool person. Oh. <laughs> Oh, we need an arrow oh whoosh God. shot uh, sound effect for that Gilled moment. Machine tonight.
0: <laughs> oh.
2: All right. Uh, Good. So anyway, Can Al, I, for yeah, your, I, it's a like yeah, a highest A I could give it. Okay.
0: It's great. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> F for me, man. Uh, and nah, no, no. I, this is this is such an easy A. I I like the fact that just a couple everything you guys said, but on top of that, I like the fact that this was a high concept show that was as low budget as you possibly could get mm-hmm. uh, that you know like mm-hmm. there was no fancy costumes fancy sets weird visiting anywhere it was like we're going to make a really fun unusual show with a high concept and it's just going to be people sitting around a table and that's not something you can normally and say. it's
2: clearly written um, by someone who's passionate about the thing that they're writing about
0: Yes. Compare yes. this to Big Bang theory, that <laughs> if they ever mentioned D&D, it would just be like, "Oh, you nerds play D&D." Ha 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 ha. Here, yeah, there's respect. There's respect for mm-hmm. I would imagine a lot of people would watch this episode never having played tabletop games and go, "That looks kind of fun. I'd like to do that." Mm-hmm. Like it's a good introduction to just the feel of, you know, getting into characters and having your own character and going on quests <laughs> together and Kind of uh, role playing these situations, yeah. so yeah, I mean, throw this, yeah. throw this to some of your friends who uh, are invited to certain games uh, that other people. <laughs> you
1: know, <laughs> if you can find the episode anywhere, because you may have to spend two ninety nine on it through Amazon Prime.
0: Yeah, or just buy the DVDs and they're there too. Um, there's, I also want to just reiterate that I really like the fact that every character get something great in this episode the only thing that could have made it better is dean showing up in an outfit and there's
2: no dean Dean.
0: and out of all the episodes where an outfit is very much called for he's not there chain kind of fills that role but still dean could have shown up as an orc or something and just i don't know that, that was a slight missed opportunity, but they, they, I think they, and they got a lot of great, you know, they got three extras, you know, you got Garrett and Neil and, um, and Chang all all chipping in. So, you know, they don't just keep it to the core seven, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah, it's a good episode. I, again, Abed is amazing and the lines are just so funny. It's a great, great episode to keep quoting to your friends, so. All right, A for me too. So that's A's across the board. That means you guys need to go see it, and if you haven't, um, have fun. It's a lot of fun. Although we just spoiled everything for you, <laughs> and we're sorry. And uh, yet it's still it for-
1: watch, still worth watching
0: though. Even if we spoiled everything in it, yeah, yeah. it's just that. Good.
2: Every time I watch it, it gets better.
0: That's a good. That's a good sign of a well-told episode or a really good book that you can enjoy it even more. Second or third or fourth time mm-hmm. around, instead of less, the flavor isn't gone. It just, it just like fine wine. It it ages well. If you like to follow us, we are like fine wine. We are all aging at different rates. We're <laughs> on at one hundred and one rewatching on Twitter. As long as Twitter continues to exist, we'll be there at one hundred and one rewatching. We'd love to hear from you guys. What do you think of Advanced Dungeons and Dragons? Are you guys D D nuts? And if so, can I join your game? Uh, let me know. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I'll have to think of a better name than Mar. though. Yeah. Can you throw a V on the end there. It could be
1: Mar, I like that one. And then
0: we could be in Home Alone.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's it for today's episode. We'll catch up with you guys again in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, Thomas will be back. He had to move from a part of Australia that was under Crocodile Watch to one that had significantly fewer saltwater crocodiles so we wish the best for him in his move but you know he's he's not left us he just um he's just in dm jail right now and we'll hopefully break him out next time so thanks for listening to tonight's show and we'll catch you guys again Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs>